Welcome to the Outer Limits of Inner Truth radio show, OuterLimitsRadio.com. I am your host, Ryan, and tonight we are going to do a forensic soul analysis on Teresa Caputo, who is the star of TLC's hit show, Long Island Medium. Uh, this will be the first time in broadcast history that the Long Island Medium will be analyzed by three of the world's top psychics, and they include Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Lisa Kaza, and Miss Laura Lynn. We are also going to have an analysis by astrologer Constance Stellis. In addition, we will have an interview with a very, fo- very vocal critic of Teresa Caputo, and that is Ron Tebow. So why are we focusing on Caputo tonight? Well, quite frankly, because she's impacting thousands, if not millions, of lives. And lately, several media outlets are questioning whether or not she's legitimate or has a genuine gift. The purpose of tonight's show is to address this question in a very respectful manner. We are not here to defend Teresa Caputo. We are not here to condemn Teresa Caputo. We are here to explore consciousness. In the past several days, we're learning that Long Island medium Teresa Caputo is under investigation. Under investigation from from whom? No DA or legal authority has gone on public record that I'm aware of stating that Caputo is being investigated for criminal or suspected criminal activities. A paranormal skeptic named Ron Tebow is interviewing people about Caputo, and he's asking questions about Caputo, but he's doing it at his own free will, not because a government institution or private legal practice has hired him to do so. For right now, Teresa Caputo is not under investigation. Let's give a hypothetical situation and say that all mainstream media unanimously agrees that Teresa is not the real deal. She's not a real psychic, and um, she's not who she says she is. What would that fundamentally change? People who don't believe in psychics still will not believe in them. And people who believe in psychics in the sixth sense will find another means to validate their claims. Some believers in psychics may no longer entertain the idea, but if your faith in an idea rests on one person, how strong is that faith to begin with? Let me tell you a little bit about my background with psychics. In the past 10 years, I have probably met with and talked to over 60 or 70 psychics. The psychics on our show, and my friend Lisa McGarity, who's not on the show, are the most insightful mediums I've ever met by far. Uh, And they're also great people. (laughs) What I can tell you about from my personal experiences with psychics is that they don't need to prove to you, or anyone for that matter, their gift. I think the reason why people perceive some psychics like Caputo to be less than who they say they are is because many have unrealistic expectations of what a psychic actually is, and many psychics offer unrealistic promises. A psychic may be able to relay messages from those who have crossed over. They may be able to read into the trajectory of your energy field at that present moment. They may be able to give you a description of your spirit guides for this life incarnation. But psychics aren't all-knowing. Psychics do not have a red phone line to God. Psychics cannot tell you everything about everything. If you're hungry for answers, if you're hungry for insight and experiences beyond the boundaries of the physical experience, you can have them. Please listen to some of the interviews we have on our show, like Chris Krepsik. They're all great teachers. I want to share something with you real quick. Of all the psychics that I've seen, uh, even 100% of them, even the ones whose abilities I've doubted, have described my grandfather, Andrew, as being around me. All of them. I can't explain that. He's like my personal NSA agent. He's always watching over me. And on that note, let us begin the show with Teresa Caputo's most ardent critic, our interview with Mr. Ron Tebow. Joining us now is Ron Tebow, a paranormal skeptic investigator. 
He recently did an investigation on Long Island medium Teresa Caputo that was seen on Radar Online and doesn't exactly present her in the most positive of lights. Ron, welcome to the program. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Okay, so Ron, can you please tell us about your investigation into uh, Ms. Caputo and what did you find and who did you interview? Well, I mean, um, I am interviewed uh, several people that have written to me and uh, what I found was that she was using um, some of the basic techniques, well, more advanced in her, um, with her personality, I would say, her experience, but uh, a lot of cold reading um, and some hot reading as So, well. wait, what's the difference between a cold reading and a hot reading? Uh, cold reading is when you can read someone from, let's say, off the street. Um, you can approach a a person, mainly maybe older person, and say something like, um, you know, I feel a mother energy. Has your mom recently passed or has your mom passed? But hot read, you have the information available to you prior to the read. Okay. All right. So you're looking at, so you're saying cold read and hot read. You're, you're implying the idea that she either is using body language or observation based on the left side of the brain or using information previously attained and incorporating the left side of her brain to regurgitate that information to give the person the impression that she may be having a gift beyond uh, normal human capabilities. Is that correct? I'm, I'm saying that we all have a certain amount of intuition. Okay. And I, and I believe that. However, um, I don't think she possesses this intuition. I think she's just a, um, a person who has... Uh, taken her abilities as an entertainer and uh, gone further with it and studied other in the same fields uh, like John Edward, things in Prague and the mistakes that they have made. And she's been able to fine tune her act. Okay. So you, you consider that now, do you believe that she has any uh, genuine or authentic uh, psychic abilities or intuition abilities? I don't think she has anything beyond what I have. Okay. Um, so, um, and, you know, I've been in the entertainment business for 25 years and I had to fine tune my act. And if I were a, um, person, a medium, I would want to fine tune that act. So, and that's basically what she, she has been able to do is fine tune herself and, and she's very good at it. What would you describe? What do you mean fine-tune your, her act? Like, how would you describe what she's doing? What, what aspect of the entertainment industry were you in, sir? Well, um, I used to do comedy stand-up magic, actually, for over 25 years. I've traveled with, um, mainly the East Coast. I've entertained for many resorts, hotels, etc. Mm-hmm. And when you're an entertainer, you need to fine-tune your act. Every time you're on the stage, you fine-tune it for the next performance. Mm-hmm. You know, there may be something that wasn't the lighting, the sound, et cetera, um, your presentation. You have to fine-tune that presentation. Uh, and in order to do that, you're going to have multiple you know, performances. You're going to practice and fine-tune um, your presentation. And anyone can be a, um, a magician, so to speak, but it takes a real person to be an entertainer. Okay. And she's an entertainer. You know, she fine tunes everything. She eliminates her mistakes. Okay. So what is she and, doing? When she goes out into these audiences and she's relaying information, are you saying that 
the information that she's relaying is what? It is all based on calculated decisions on a refined act that is primarily based on the left side of the brain, or is she incorporating, let's say, a minuscule amount of genuine intuition and maybe hyping that or enhancing that with rational, calculated, left-side-of-the-brain type thinking? Uh, you know, I, I'm not really sure if she's tapping into anything except for maybe the wallets of those who she's deceived. Okay. Uh, but um, then again, I say that she, um, the intuition that she has is she's able to pick up uh, up the body language that is presented to her at that moment. She's in a picosecond, she's able to process that information. Okay, well, what about the individuals who actually had a profound experience with Teresa where she's read something or she's given them a piece of information that's changed their lives? That's been their own personal experience. So, I mean, who's yeah. anyone to, to go over and to attack or to, to judge and say, well, listen, well, what, you're, what the information you're receiving is not real. It's not legitimate because if information comes to us in all different ways and it comes to us through the left or right side of the brain – Whatever the information, it got to that person and it invoked a reaction and invoked a feeling that that person needed to, to particularly feel at that time. So I, I don't understand, like, if you are going after her and you're saying that, okay, well, she's not legitimate, this is all part of a um, of a magic act, she is having a impact on people. Some people have not responded well, some people have a negative impact, some people have a positive impact. But it seems that she's doing a lot more positive than negative if you look at the show numbers and you look at the number of people that actively support her. So I want right. to ask you this. Why, why is it a mission of yours to expose her or to, to explain who she might really be or present her to the world the way you see her? Uh, because I, I really uh, think – I mean I, I – good question though. And, 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 and I can't process it, it all in a picosecond, but, so it's going to take me a nanosecond. <laughs> but but I, I, I think that, um, that um, Teresa Caputo exploits my or the person that she's reading those emotions. We all want to hang on to something, and I understand that. I really do. As a human being, you know, I want to. I, I want to think that I'm going to be with my family forever, you know, even beyond. Okay, beyond where I am right now, and so I have hope. And if I never met Teresa and I knew nothing about cold reading or hot reading, um, and then maybe I believe I had an experience about 12 years back on a flight to Fort Myers. I, w I had a couple of drinks in the plane. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's you know, helps me uh, fly. And this woman said to me, she says, you know, Ron, um, I gotta tell you this. And she was drinking too. And so she opened up and says, you know, I'm a, I'm a medium. I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, I really wasn't that defined about that. I didn't believe or did believe. She says, but I see something here with you. And she started to go on and she says, um, she's picked up on my life though, you know, during idle conversation. And she told me that I, I had a, a relative who passed. Well, I told her I had a relative that passed away in 1974, and that's where it ended. And she told me, well, he's wearing a uniform. And he said that heavy on the chest, and, and it was stupid. 
yeah, heavy in the chest. It, it, 1974. Yeah, he was wearing a uniform prior to that because that was the Vietnam era. Number two, heavy on the chest to being a heart attack. Uh, he got punched in the chest. Uh, however, he was run over by a vehicle, by a car. Now I thought, wow, that's great. So then, then I did my research. And so that incident, that experience prompted me to uh, further this investigation with, with uh, uh, psychics and mediums. Okay. So I knew, I knew she was BSing me. How's that? So you felt okay. So you felt that this person was missing. No, no. Why Teresa? Why would you? Why do you want to devote and uh, target her and um, you know let people know how I'm, you feel about her? Because you said I'm that she's exploring. Yeah, I mean, um, unlike her, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, she's most popular right now, and so I'm going to uh, I'm going to hitch my wagon to her ride right now, and and uh, you know take it upon myself to. Expose her because I think at this time she's doing the most damage to those who are grieving. You think she's doing the most damage because you know she could be relaying words and knowledge and information that could have a profound healing effect on her on those people. And you know oh. it, does, it doesn't matter because I mean, some people they hear words, they hear actions. You don't you never know how a word or action is going to affect someone. And I don't know if it necessarily matters about what, what place it comes from. If it provides any kind of healing or provides any kind of comfort to a person at that particular time, I think that that could be exactly what the person could be seeking. Wow. So, so maybe the person wants to hear that. But I mean, well, well, okay, so that's a good point right there, and I didn't mean to cut you off there. I oh. apologize for that. I'm not trying to be rude. Um, you brought up a good point. And, and the reason that people are like swept off their feet is because it is Teresa Caputo. However, let's just say I'm walking down the street and I happen to bump into someone and I'm like, you know, I feel a, a father energy, like uh, your father passed away or your grandfather passed away. Now for that moment, uh, you know, if I agree, just, you know, play along with it for a moment, uh, I might think, you know, wow, that was, you know, kind of an experience there. You know, that, that was okay. I'd be kept in the back of my mind for a little while. However, if Teresa Caputo walked up to me and, and, and started speaking to me about, and, and I know who, who she is and what she's about, I would find that information to be more valuable and um, probably more uh, legit okay. because, hey, it's Teresa Caputo. She's been on TV. She's got her own show. So coming from her, wow, it must be golden. <laughs> so that, right. that's that's the impact. That's why she's making an impact is because it's a group mentality. Mm -hmm. People are, you know, catching on because they want to believe, yeah. not because it's just about Caputo, but because they want to believe. And then they say, well, it's her. So then her word is golden. Well, and at the same time, I think that we can draw a distinction between Ms. Caputo and um, any other individual out there who's a, who's a politician, who's a religious leader, because what their words say, you buy into their words, and you, you maybe you become more interested in whatever they're speaking about, and that takes you to that level for that particular time. Now, if you look from an outside perspective, you may see, well, okay, well, one person can only take it so far, and people are people, so they're not perfect. So as far as Teresa goes, maybe she has her positives, maybe she has her negatives, but for the most part, she's engaging a very large amount of the population based on her numbers to at least dip their toe into the idea of life beyond the physical plane, 
life beyond the physical body. And that being said, I think in the greater good of evolution for the sake of humanity, if we are moving towards an era and time when we are going to become more aware of our other realms or existences in these other realms, it could be seen as a positive step for the most part, regardless of whether that information coming is seen as completely true or completely false. Um, I wanted to ask you this. Uh, in terms of you know, being able to prove what Ms. Caputo says and to, to that person, if a person believes that there's no afterlife and they're not open to the idea of a sixth sense, even if it were proven to them that the afterlife and sixth sense were out there, do you think it's like possible that they'll never accept it? Because some people who are scientific-based may not ever be open to the sixth sense, and some people who are very open to the sixth sense may not completely accept science. So is there no means to universally prove or disprove Ms. Caputo's abilities? You know, we don't know. We, we're really not tapping into that right now. And do we want to? I mean, honestly, do, do we want to? Let's say, for instance, we tap into that and we find out that, you know, the, the tunnel, the, the, our relatives, et cetera, is just something that's going on in, in the brain. It's a reaction from, the, you know, from the brain dying, et cetera. And um, we find out that, it, let's just say hypothetically, then there's nothing. I mean, it, it, where's the hope then? Where's the faith, right? The faith is what keeps me going. And let me ask you this, too. Um, getting back to, let's say, TV, for instance, uh, why do you suppose Caputo doesn't ask, or even these other shows, Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures, they don't, they say that they're communicating with the dead, a spirit. Why do you suppose they don't ask about the afterlife? Is there a God? Is there a heaven? Is there a hell? And there's one word, liability. <laughs> because they don't know. They just don't know. And if someone, if they convince the, that their followers that, oh, um, you know, uh, we're talking to this person and we think it's a ghost of so-and-so, is there a heaven? And that person, you know, clicks a flashlight twice for no. How many people are going to grab their chest and say, oh, my God, there's no heaven. Look, you know, <laughs> so... Um, I, I don't think we want to know. I think, you know, yeah, you there is a God. No, well, I, no, I don't. I want to keep it a mystery. However, I don't want, I, I, I'm not going to be exploited. And that's what she does. And but, not only that, um, she, in my opinion, in my opinion only, when she's on TV and she talks to a child and she brings a child to tears, yep. it's heart-wrenching. Cue the violins and pull on the heartstrings because that's what she's doing. She is exploiting this child to fast forward her career for unearned fame and fortune. Okay, wait, well, let's stop right there. Now, she's making this child cry. This child could be having a moment or could be experiencing a part of a healing that that child could so desperately need. Now, you're saying that she's exploiting that child for a greater good. How can you assess that? How can you judge that situation not knowing? Okay. What is, what is for the greater good of the evolution of that child? Good, good question. Uh, I, I have twin boys. They're 17. Um, I call my son's buddy all the time. As a matter of fact, they tell me, hey, Dad, we're told for that. Stop, okay? Um, and I was watching this episode where this child's father had passed away. His name is Steve. He was a triathlon athlete, and he was swimming. Now, <clears throat> either he had a heart attack uh, because he had a panic attack, anxiety attack while he was swimming 
And um, it's it was so uh, it was heart wrenching. It was unfortunate. But and Caputo looks at the child straight in the eyes and says, "Did your dad call you, buddy?" And oh, the tears started to flow. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, how many times have I called my son, buddy? And I did some research on this. I went online and I did my research. Many parents, many especially fathers, call their children, their, their sons, buddy. Okay, but this boy just didn't know better. Yeah, maybe he wanted to, to feel that goodness, you know, and that his father's looking after him. And I get that. Really, I do. But for her to exploit this child, knowing that she's lying to him, well, does she know? it's horrific. What's that? Well, how do you know that she knew that she was particularly lying? Because you know what? That, that word that the, you said, the word buddy, while it's common, that, that the, the kid's father could legitimately said that. Um, my father called Well, him. you know, just like my, my yeah, but. It, it's, but pretty, it's pretty common, common but sense you know. Predicts, common sense predicts that, and that's why I did some research. Mm-hmm. And also, it took me, and I'm not kidding, it took me about seven minutes literally seven minutes to find information about Steve, his funeral, where he was buried, how it happened, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. And so that in itself, me being able to find the information and who am I, I just went online and, and, and did some research and I found the information. And so it tells me that staff is doing some digging. I'm not saying to put away, but she'll say, she'll deny it. Time to do it. No, you're right. She is telling the truth. Her staff does, but she doesn't. You know, <laughs> I, I have a special, uh, uh, a, a real quick story. My mother passed away at 54 years old, pancreatic and liver cancer, and she told me we made a path. Now, this is a, this is a special personal experience. And she said, I said, Mom, I said, if there's something that you can leave me to, to, or show me that you're okay, if you can, wherever you're going. And through her tears, she said she would do that. Well, she died in March. That year, her rose bush bloomed. It never bloomed prior, fully bloomed, and it never fully bloomed after. To me, that was a message, but that's a personal experience. That's a personal that was my message. So you know what I'm really enjoying about this is that I'm, I'm, I'm appreciating the fact that you're acknowledging the idea of, of mysticism and the sixth sense and personal messages being relayed. And what I don't understand is that while you're accepting that in your own life or accepting that people also have it, I find it, I don't know, a little troubling that you are going after Teresa so hard because you're saying that, okay, well, she's not legitimate, like she's using these things to exploit people, whereas she could be the message of the person who's passed. She could be the messenger from the person's relative who's there to deliver something to it. I don't, I mean, that's the thing I don't understand. Like, well, people like her. You use that, the word troubling. I mean, the, the, you know, um, I use the word I, troubling. I, I, I use the word troubling. Well, maybe I, I'm, concern, I'm concerned because you said before that you're you're talking about her. You're doing expose on her because she's number one. You think that you know by going after her and by talking about her, um, it'll bring more attention to the legitimacy of your research. I understand why you'd want to do that, but at the same time, Teresa could be that sign for people out there who are clinging on to hope. She could be the the, the message or the va- or the vessel. Be specific. And be specific. I mean, not you, her. Yeah. Be specific. Don't go fishing, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't throw out shotgun questions hoping to hit your target. Out of an audience size of 300, 
who do you suppose lost a spouse? Why not go right to the person? Really? I mean, if you want to go, you want to go to that extreme, I'm going to this extreme. Why not go right to that person and say, you know what? Listen, uh, Mr. Jones, uh, your wife, Bertha, born on such and such a date, and this is her favorite flower, and this is what was said on this date, uh, says to you that she's doing fine. And then here's another question. Why is it that psychics always say, yeah, your loved one's on the other side, wishes you well? Why is it a psychic doesn't ever, never say, why is it that a psychic, yeah, I don't want to be a double negative here. <laughs> you never hear a psychic say, um, You'll never hear a psychic say, hey, your wife's on the other side. She's watching you. She told, told you to get off your lazy butt and get a job, you fat slob. Yeah. It's always a positive <laughs> message. And generally speaking, what would you feel would be the qualities of an authentic psychic medium, a good authentic psychic medium? What abilities should an authentic psychic medium have in your in your mind? That's a, that's a kind of a... That's a double negative, too. Oh, I don't want to be a negative. Oh, that's, that's an oxymoron. No. <laughs> no, I want to know. I mean, would, I mean, if you say, like, okay, I want to, I want to believe. I want to find a if, – if, what would make you – You would have believe? to be specific with me. You, I okay. don't need comfort from a, a, a person. I can go see my psychotherapist, and, okay. you know, she provides me comfort. But uh, <laughs> so I, I would need um, – I, you know, I, you know – I, I don't know. I mean, I can I can uh, tap into my my aunt. Uh, you know, she gives me comfort. She gives me a hug. Um, you know, I don't need that because I I I know what I believe, and that's all I need. Well, I need. I, to... I, I don't need someone telling me that my mom's okay, or right. you know, I don't need some uh, um, uh, chatty blonde overpriced uh, woman to tell me that you know, oh, your mother energy is standing here. Come, and you know what really. What's starting to disgust me, disgust me even more, is that she's playing doctor now. She's telling people, oh, you're going to be okay. Don't worry about that. You're going to be fine. Oh, that medical condition? Don't worry. You're going to be fine. <laughs> Where's her degree? Uh, I mean, come on. I mean, that, that to me, when you start giving medical advice and, and, and predicting, I mean, that, that's just taking it to a different level. Is it your purpose to... What you would like to investigate more people who are psychics? Would like to get investigate or bring to light um, more scientific proof that other people who are talking about the sixth sense are legit or legitimate? Like, what is your purpose? Like, what purpose do you want to uh, continue your work in? Well, I want to continue. Um, I, I want to continue uh, demonstrating that Caputo is, in my opinion, and I'm entitled to that so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, that she is a fraud. Um, so I want to okay. continue with that. And, uh, and and right now I'm gathering some evidence to demonstrate that. And, and of course, naturally, RadarOnline.com, they've been wonderful over there, and they're doing the same. We're looking into um, other uh, people that have uh, had experiences with Caputo um, and dealings with her. Um, so we're looking into that right now. And these people are writing to us and, and talking to us and communicating their information and their experiences. Did she do any, did she do any good? Does she have any kind of good qualities? Do you think Does she have any genuine qualities? Like oh, I'm sure she's a great mom. I'm sure she is. Mm -hmm. She loves her kids. Oh my goodness. Yes. Absolutely. See, I can separate, you know, what I feel about her as a medium compared to what I feel about her as a mother. 
um, you, you can see that she's a very concerned mom when it comes to her kids. She, uh, you know, she worries about her kids like, you know, like I worry about mine. She wants what's best for them. And, you know, maybe this is what's best. She really believes in her mind, hey, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, create these fables and, and, and enjoy a living doing it. It's just for my kids so we can survive, you know, but so, yeah, I, I think with her and Larry, I don't, I don't know, but just her children, I will tap into and say that I definitely, my opinion is that she's a great mom. Okay. Well, that's really great. I'm glad we ended it off in a real positive. Bob Tebow, thank you so much for your time. I know we went way over our, a lot of time, but how can people reach you? How can they contact you? Uh, Ron com. Ron at S-C-I-F-A-K-E dot com. Or Ron at com. Ron at com. Okay, Ron, thank you so, so much. It was a great interview. Joining us now is internationally respected psychic medium, Miss Carrie O'Connor. You can learn more about Carrie O'Connor by going to her website at carrieoconnor.com. Ms. O'Connor, what can you tell us about Ms. Caputo? Well, what's interesting, Ryan, is when I look in Ms. Caputo's energy field, I know there's been a lot of um, media attention lately with um, people doubting her, but what I see is that she truly believes in what she does. And what, there's a saying in the psychic medium world that everyone is psychic, and I do believe everyone's psychic, and I don't think mediumship is a, is a special gift that people have. People can train and tap open to their mediumship and intuitive abilities. Some people can be born with it more. So she said the key things that kind of interest me as far as I looked in her energy field to see if indeed she saw energy when she was little, and I did see that she saw energy. She had the typical, I call them like symptoms of people that are very sensitive and intuitive, and a lot of times it comes from families it's open with the family the family didn't really shut her down big time and then when she went into her traditional training she brought out that psychic medium within herself but what's interesting is that she's hasn't even tapped into a lot of the gifts she really got pulled into a lot of the um the, what the media wants really and uh, we know the show gets edited so we don't see a lot of the misses and so does she have that portal open yes is she doing a whole scam fake scam no it can some people might not understand when she wants uh, t- uh some minutes of quiet before she goes on i know a lot of people that do that they they create a space to um create a wonderful environment for themselves and for other people can she do what seems like pulling out information yes i see that especially if she wants to save face the um the thing when they do the piggybacking when um all of a sudden the messages for somebody else i i don't agree with that because when you're reading one person ryan it's like when why i read i look into their energy field and i'm reading their data it's like a a computer bit so i'm going getting to their data their information and it's not going to be from somebody across the room you know okay, so we, somebody, we need to pause right there so while you're saying that she does have legitimate abilities that the idea that she is utilizing some of the cold reading techniques that uh, have been used in the past to kind of save face. Do you think that's? Do you yeah. think that is an is an ethical chasm to do that, or do you think she should? It would be better for her to just say, "Listen, I quite frankly, I just don't know." You know, to be honest, Ryan, there's a part when I look at her energy field, she's got this great big patch over her eye and it's all glittery. So that shows me that she's uh, being blindsided, knows what the public wants, is pumped up, pumped up from it. So part of her knows consciously that she is 
pushing the envelope of not being totally ethical with it, you know, and especially if she has to, again, save face. It looks like that um, whenever it looks like almost like a hand mark of somebody slapping somebody across the face, she is very well aware she doesn't want to be in that position. So she has to save face. And then so she could do that piggybacking thing where she could get a message or I've never gone into a group, Ryan, I've done group readings and, and I've done 400, 500 people where I say, who's the, the, you know, somebody with a father that's crossed over and who had a heart attack. I mean, the chances of somebody in there having a father that died of a heart attack is, is huge, you know, and then you just go in and start picking out information. When you're reading somebody and going right again to their energy field and tapping into it, there's information there. You can pick up on their dead relatives. And sometimes, though, it's what's interesting is that you got to decipher if it's the imprint of the person as far as um, – we, everything is energy. So people have stored memory and energy um, patterns or s scenarios, let's say, of the people that have crossed over. So are you picking up on imprints and energy imprint? Or are you picking up literally and talking to um, dead people? And what's really interesting to me is that a lot of mediums don't even understand that they're they're reading a recorded energy history. Oh, so like right? a residual energy imprint that is left yes. there, not, not an actual conscious yes. energy that's been over Exactly, exactly. But when I see in a whole, there is a part of her that absolutely stands in that she is uh, connecting with people. She kind of does the talk to the hand as far as anybody that's um, the skeptics. She says she has a healthy respect for skeptics. I don't think that at all. I think she just tries to um, kind of hide under their, their wire. She just kind of um, pushes them off and just, you know, just kind of a, like a blanket thing. I understand where they're coming from, but this is where I come from. And I, and I do believe she really thinks she heals and helps people. And especially when somebody is devastated when they had a loss and all of a sudden somebody makes a connection, it, mediumship does offer a profound place where you could have closure and healing. And so I, I really do agree with that, but there is a part of her, she's walking a fine line there. Let's just say that. And the more she gets pulled into the media in the, um, in the, just the Hollywood version of it, the more she's not tapping into her gifts. You see it all the time. You've heard of people losing their abilities because they get so pulled into the, um, the Hollywood dramas and traumas that they, it's like the volume of their ability to tap into it gets turned down and or it becomes very, very staticky. So she definitely has some tools in her pocket that she was trained with. So when she reads, they're like her backup okay. plan. And does that make yeah, sense? It does. And I'm just kind of curious that um, when she has uh, had some misses, I mean, some of the misses uh, would be considered substantial. I guess any psychic who goes over and reads someone and they and a medium will say, well, listen, I, I see you are talking to your father or your mother and mm -hmm. they're still alive. I mean, how do you – how, quite frankly, do you cope with something like that? And um, what has been some of your experiences when you've, when you've talked to someone? Have you ever talked – Well, you know, Ryan, that's a really good example. I had a client last week, and this guy came in, and he was insisting that he was a father. He was a father. He was a father. And he would not budge into grandfather. And usually where they stand, you could tell if it's an older person or you say the word grandfather. But this guy was insistent he was a father. And so then it's like I asked, did you lose a father-in-law, right, or an uncle or somebody in that father position? Well, she lost a guy that was a father, literally was a priest, that then left the priesthood. And so he was called Father Bob, and she was he was profound. He was her second father. So he insisted that he was the father, and he was an energetic or symbolic father to her, and he was not going to um, step out of the position of father. So 
that's what happens a lot of times when people come in or my, when people read me, they always pick up my grandmother and my grandmother, uh, my mom's alive. And they said, well, your mom's here. And my grandmother always comes with the mom because her and I were very, very close and she raised me. So she was like my mother. So sometimes that's, um, and I always say to people, if somebody comes in, like, I don't want them to think that their parent is leaving, but I also give the instructions that a father could be a father-in-law. They drop the in-law part or a godfather. I've had many people come in and they were the godfather and that they um, call themselves the father part. I mean, they use the father word and they could drop the god part. So okay. that's happened. Do you think Teresa Caputo is doing more good than harm, more harm than good with her readings, that she is um, helping more people than hurting more people? Well, you know, what's interesting, Ryan, what I see, again, there's a part of that her heart is in the place in that I see that she is helping people um, starting to tap into their own, you know, guidance and listen to and call, make their own connections with people and people that are going to be drawn to her or even know who she is. I see she's going to be doing more good than necessarily harm. Mm -hmm. Right. I also see that it's coming up in 2014, 2015. All of a sudden I'm watching her walk at this very fine line where she could be really getting exposed. And I'm seeing people come out from um, her history and just imagine, so, you know, I went to high school with her and she never claimed that there was any gifts or, or um, that kind of exposure from people from her past that are just really, um, it's almost like, it looks like a witch trial or a witch hunt going on. Yeah. You know what? I always wonder about uh, Ms. Caputo as well. I sometimes I feel that the reason why there are a lot of people that are attacking her, I always feel like this, she's a symbolic symbol for people who want to basically um, say that, no, there is no afterlife. No, there is no sixth sense. And by fighting uh, Miss Caputo and by uh, taking her down, so to say, or knocking her down, I think it too, they're trying to take out the entire belief system. And I think that, that they're never going to succeed with that because once people have an experience or they experience something beyond this, it's that's right. theirs. That's their experience. No one could prove exactly. that. Exactly. And I totally agree, Ryan, in that, again, if you weigh it out, is she doing more harm and more good? Talk to some of the people that they made the connection that, to their child or to their loved one and that they felt the energy shift. It's beyond the words. It's a whole energetic experience. And as you said, you can't take those experiences away. And even people that are going to be drawn to her are going to be at least halfway open. And even if they're dragged by their spouses there to listen to the person, they're looking for something. And that's what I see humanity right now is, is at the point and where they're starting to question the afterlife and they're not putting it into the automatic uh, unbeliever um, category, you know, and I see that as a very good thing. So when we have more people that are getting um, public exposure, it, it has people question things. And then if they, we do our own exploring and trust your own gut, you know, your own intuition could be screaming, this person is for you or not for you. And, and trust with that. Cause some people, when we connect with them, they just, it's like a staticky energy happens and they we're just not on the same um, wavelength and other people we meet them and we're in an instant flow with them. So you want to connect to those people that you flow with and those that are staticky, you just want to stay away from. So, okay. and now in terms of, um, are you aware of how uh, Ms. Caputo attains her information? And in, in that same question, how do you garner your your information, how, what is your experience? Like, how did you start feeling your abilities and knowing what your abilities were? Uh, well, I started where I don't really remember anything else, Ryan. I remember that my earliest memories are being three years old and seeing um, spirit going through my room. And I used to 
be able to tell the difference between the legless people and the leg people. And the leg people were spirit that um, have crossed over and the legless was guides and angels. And so I started to learn to navigate at a very young age through the spiritual world, or I was taught by inner beings um, how to learn to navigate and to not shut it off. And uh, most kids really have had experiences when they're really young, that veil is not um, closed off. They can have connections to the other side and that if, as long as it's supported and nurtured, then people um, can tap into their intuitive side. So that's what, the way I see it is when I tap into somebody's energy fields, again, I, there's think of it as a, a computer where there's uh, tons of information. And so what my intention is to tap into what the person needs to hear for their growth or what their guides want to say or what their higher self wants to say. And then I'll start seeing pictures. I'm very visual. I'm very clairvoyant. And then all the portals start working together where I'll see, hear, sense, or I like the thing of when I, um, I call it the picture says a thousand words. So I'll see one picture and image, and it does look like I'm in a video clip where I'll see a whole clip of a person's experience that they had, or if it's a mediumship where the, uh, it could have been their wedding or the christening or something that they had with the person. And I'll feel like I'm in that movie where I'm hearing, seeing, sensing, and smelling things. So it's all those portals get tuned in and I get information from all of them. If somebody really is looking to connect and they're really looking to connect with people who pass, just generally speaking, the people who pass, how are they able to communicate with a medium? Are, do, where do most people go when they pass? Like, What is the next step after they go from the physical dimension? Uh, there, do most people go – are most people in the same alternative dimension? Or I, I'm just kind of curious about this because Teresa yeah. apparently she's like, well, listen, I communicate with people who pass. I communicate with the departed. What is the dimension mm -hmm. of the departed and are all the departed in the same realm of existence? No, I don't see that all of them are uh, in the same realm. What I was saw through my own aunt, and she really taught me a lot when she crossed over. And to me, it looks like, Ryan, they unzip from the physical body, and then we turn to energy. We learn that we're all energy. That's what we're all made of. Trees and rocks are all energy, just different forms of density. And so when we lose a physical body, you have the ability to go up to other dimensions. A lot of people, you could say, go to one dimension that they um, – it's the first stopover up to the physical dimension and that they it learn. It's like they learn how to get their spiritual shoes on or how to navigate through the spiritual world. But I've absolutely seen where my aunt bypassed all of that. And she went right up to very high levels of, um, of connection with source. And, and she just showed me heavenly levels. So you could say that there's different levels of, of heaven and a lot of people, especially let's say somebody didn't believe in anything. And they, um, what thought when they died, they're going to turn and go into the, you know, rock to rock or earth to earth. And they feel that they're just going to go back to the, um, the earth and just imagine they're surprised when they're still alive. They look like they go into the dimension where the Buddhists might call it limbo land or they could, the limbo land is those people who get stuck and don't want to go beyond um, into any kind of spiritual levels. But so there are spiritual levels. A lot of people you could say, I must go with a lot of people talk about schools when they see um, a school, the, the medium or psychic will talk about schools and we continue to evolve over there. I'll see it, but I see it as more symbolic. And when I see somebody in the back of the class that shows me, let's say they're in the dimension of the fifth, sixth dimension. And as they continuously evolve, they go up to the top of the class. But if I looked at it energetically, they'd be in a totally different dimension. Does that you make know, sense? It does make sense. Now, in terms of uh, the idea of that reincarnation, that the spirits come back and they learn more on Earth, do they just um, – once a spirit decides to go in the fifth, sixth, maybe higher dimensions, are they pretty much done with their reincarnation cycle on the Earth and done experiencing a physical body? 
Yeah, a lot of them are, but uh, you know, it, that's, it really depends on how, how much they grow, what do they learn here. What I'm seeing with humanity right now, a lot of people have come in with it as very old souls, and, and there's a lot of people that are going to be, this is the lifetime, last lifetime, taken physical form and on the earth plane. There's a lot of other dimensions to explore and to, um, to tap into. So many people are going to do that, but other people are going to be lining up and they didn't learn anything here. They just really got stuck in um, duality or were not connected to any um, anything. They just, to me, it looks like their energy field is very boxy. It looks like cemented in and separated from the, the celestial realms in the different dimensions. And so they will come back in and learn um, how to tap into it. Eventually, they will all get it. Miss O'Connor, that was a phenomenal analysis. Thank you. Thank you so much. And to learn more about Miss O'Connor and to get a reading with Miss O'Connor, please go to our website at carrieoconnor.com. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Ryan. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Joining us now is globally respected psychic medium and past life reader, Miss Laura Lynn. You can learn about Miss Laura Lynn by going to her website at angelreader.net. Laura, what can you tell us about Miss Caputo? Well, my biggest thoughts on, on Teresa is that she's a trailblazer. I feel like she has a whole lot of courage to do what she's doing, and I'm really happy she is doing that because it is helping so many other mediums get their voice out and receive courage to, to live their authentic life purpose, to share with people the messages about spirits and the communication with loved ones. So I have the utmost respect in her. All right, so you think that because of her fame that she's, uh, what, more psychics are, are becoming more popular or the idea of going to a psychic is becoming a more mainstream accepted idea or practice? Absolutely. She is here to help open up a possibility and what I believe is a truth about spirit communication and just like there's been many other people in her past, such as uh, Sylvia Brown and uh, John Edwards, there's many people that, you know, have been attacked. But in, in truth, I feel like they're here to, to bring out a greater message. And what would be some of that greater message? That we're not here alone, that we are here to uh, all of us. All of us together, and I'm talking about spirit and people alike, the physical realm and the spiritual realm, are here to be validated, loved, um, open to growth, and evolve, you know, evolving together. Okay, but there's um, a lot of videos that I've, I've actually witnessed and seen where uh, Ms. Caputo will uh, ask an audience member, and she'll be completely off about something. She'll either do one-on-one readings or she'll be in a, in a group setting, and she may say something be completely wrong on that and I think that people have this expectation that she's going to be completely you know, infallible but sometimes she's completely off can you explain how there's a possibility of somebody who has that capability of communicating with spirit as she says she does to be um, so off in her insights and uh, her, her um, communication well I can answer this way there's many times when I'm channeling where I'm receiving information that I feel in my heart of hearts is correct. And the person may not understand at that time the answer that's given, but I'll get an email or a phone call from them maybe perhaps a week later, and it all becomes very clear. So perhaps at that moment the person isn't understanding or digesting what she's saying, 
and it and it does become clear but but it could also be that she's receiving information from another source for another person in the in the group and misinterpreting it and then there's the also we all have the potential to to not get the message correct we're not we're not perfect none of us are we are human and just like everybody who has jobs that sometimes they have mistakes that's given every one of us has that potential but i have to say that i would believe that she gets a lot more accurate than she does the missus okay but um even when so when she's doing it how would you describe her methodology and to the people out there who've never really aren't too familiar with how psychics garner their information can we discuss that that various mediums channel and garner their information differently how do you garner your information how do you think uh, Ms. Caputo garners her information I feel like what's happening with her is she's probably hearing and feeling the information come in at the same time and I can only speak on myself here this is how I receive the information I receive it in bits and pieces if you will I always I always call it putting together the okay. puzzle and I'll, I'll, I'll perhaps get a name or I'll feel in my, my body how a person passed or I'll see symbols for the functions that that person lived through. And I'll share what I'm getting, the bits and pieces, and then we kind of fill it together. And, you know, some people might call that cold reading. For, for me, that is not cold reading. That is how I garner the information. It, it just it comes together. And are there certain situations where when a person will ask a certain question that the energy or the visions or the hearing or the feeling will be unusually strong, whereas so the energy information comes through is destined to become as accurate as possible? Do you feel some people receive a different form of information, certain people that you're reading for? Yes, that's an interesting uh, facet of this there are times when the information comes in like a almost like a shot in the gun and the, the it's like so powerful and so precise very clear and it seems like that spirit's able to either tune into you know the presence of the medium or uh their you know their their channels just that finely tuned and then there's other times when it's a little fuzzy, and I th I think of it as like a radio station. When you're tuning in the channels, sometimes you can hear them very clear, sometimes not. I believe that these spirits are are carrying their energy on on, if you will, carrier on waves through the atmosphere, and garnering that that energy to to bring forward their message. And sometimes the channels aren't going to be clear. Okay. And now, when you were going back to the one area when, let's say, for example, there have been reports when Ms. Caputo has done a reading or she's done a group of, or an event where she tends to only focus on one particular row or one particular section. And there are former staffers who say that they actually do a substantial amount of research on some of her audience members. Do you feel that um, this is something to be concerned about or do you think that this is, enhances it or do you think this is reason to be concerned that maybe she's incorporating some aspects of logic along with intuition? Or do you feel that by any means of researching a guest or an audience beforehand kind of negates the true validity of her abilities? Well, I, I would say without a shadow of a doubt if that's happening <clears> – <throat> excuse me – if that's happening at all, I mean that is that is – 
bordering bordering on criminal. I I would say that if, if there's any research that is happening prior to a event such as a gallery style or a performance in a large audience that that would hurt not only her credibility but also all mediums credibility all psychics credibility so i 100% do not believe that's happening and the reason is um the reason i do not believe that that's happening is because her reputation to this point has been pretty darn good i would say have you ever come across other psychic mediums who claim to have had the gift that you felt genuinely didn't, and if so, why? How can you tell if they have a genuine gift? Well, yes, I have. I've come across that. And I I don't want to come across as judging other psychic psychics or mediums, but I do feel that there is charlatans, and I do understand skepticism. I mean, let's, let's face it, people can use this type of emotion, especially when it comes to somebody who's passed to, to make money at, that is unscrupulous. And I have had readings that I knew was truly, truly cold reading and it does not feel good. And some of the ways that you can tell if this is happening is if sincere general information is coming from the medium like, oh, there's somebody with blue eyes or so, or if a medium or a psychic is causing you to be forced to answer, that seems very um, leading to me. And I could just feel in my heart of hearts that they weren't for real. But I think it could be difficult for the general population to know. So... It is something that I would say you have to do some background uh, checking to see if a person is for real or not. Okay. Now with uh, Ms. Caputo. Okay. Now in terms of um, – do you think that she's helping more people than hurting more people? Um, so hypothetically speaking, I want to bring this to your attention. What if she's giving information that is um, more or less – it could be wrong – but it is having a profound positive impact on a person. Do you think that regardless of the information is right or wrong – that if it invokes a reaction in someone that helps them to grow, that it is ultimately the right thing or a positive thing? Personally, I feel like if she's tapping into the soul and she's bringing through information that's that's being carried through a channel that is of a higher source, and I hope that she's always protecting herself, and I'm sure she is for her and for the other for the receiver – then there is a reason that that person is being brought that message, and I feel like it's helpful. If the message seems to be outright wrong, in my heart of hearts, I want to believe that there's a purpose for that also. I want to believe that there's a there's a there's somebody else in the audience or there's their spirit has a knowledge why that information was, was brought out. Okay. Um, I'm going to point out – I'm going to cite a gentleman named James Randi for a minute. He's a well-known skeptic. He's actually been a hunter of psychics because he really wants to – you know, I need a scientific proof. And you know, he said something that I, I, I thought it was kind of interesting because he's saying that, you know, why do – when you go to a psychic, 
why are they always saying kind of relatively almost the same things about the people who passed? Like the, the people who passed through sent messages are saying, I love you. I'm okay. Things are okay. Like they're relaying simplistic type messages. And your experience of talking with people and communicating, facilitating messages with people who have passed, have you gotten distinctive, unique messages? Have you gotten messages from people who've passed who've told the person you're reading for that, hey, listen, um, you're a douche. You're a total ass. And you made my life miserable. And I'm so happy to be dead because I'm in another dimension away from you. Have you ever had anything like remotely like that? I have not received anything like that before. Uh, you know, and I don't know if it's because of how I'm protecting, again, myself, you know, with, with asking for light and energy and only information that was, is going to help be helpful for the person. I have heard of people saying that they received those type of messages before. I do ha I have heard messages where people come in that are very, have a, a tremendous amount of sorrow for something that they may have caused the person and, you know, come through and ask for forgiveness for, you know, and they were very distinct on what happened and what they were doing, you know, what you know, it could have been something they were cheating on, on the wife or they, you know, perhaps was an alcoholic and they, they caused a lot, tremendous crisis in the family, things like that. I, but I've never really heard outright hateful messages. Do you think it's because um, that the when it, let's let's talk about right now when when people are talking about where where did the dead go? Are they all in one collective place, or are they on various different levels of eternity? And when they are outside of the physical body, and they are in this new realm of existence, what is their limitation of communications? And do they take on the same qualities and characteristics of a person who is alive. Like I bring this to your attention because we like to think that, okay, well, the people from the other side are communicating with us. People kind of assume that, okay, well, look, they have, they have a mind, they have a body, they're communicating, they're just in a different place. What, how does the communications generally change? What is our limitation and capabilities of communicating from wherever place they are? And where do most people go? Okay, that's a great question. And here's the way that I receive. Uh, the consciousness of the person that escapes the physical body when the body dies seems to, first of all, have to reconcile with their life. They have to look at what their regrets, their sadness, their fears, and what's happened in their life. And sometimes that, that soul energy or particle can actually become found in a, in a very dark place. So they have to go through that and, and, basically rip through those pieces and fibers that they they feel like that where they missed um missed the spot missed the mark or what they were perceive as as a sin and they have to work through that to the point where they can actually feel the light within their own embodiment of consciousness and so what happens is that as they're feeling the light as they're lightening the load of their their past mistakes or issues and they become more aware that they are created by that creator source, um, then they are going to a higher level, a higher realm, if you will. And that energy seems to, as it reaches that higher space, it seems to have a, a, a very, very distinct voice, um, the light voice, I call it. And that voice seems to be ultimately loving, 
unconditionally forgiven, um, forgiving of what's happened from that, that loves per, the person they loved. And they have a beautiful presence where they just want to bring hope and, and light. Okay. Where a spirit that is in, trapped in that dark space, they, they're going to sound a lot like the relative that they were when they were here. Okay, so basically so, as they progress and they move and they evolve towards a more celestial place, their distinctive qualities or individualism for which we've come to know them in the physical earth plane are going to sound distinctively different. Is that, is that correct? Okay, correct. now – are we more? I just want to say this: that if a spirit dies, well, no, if an individual passes, and say, for example, they have some unresolved issues, and they would be considered a ghost um, that he's still hanging around, still kind of trapped in the earth plane between the earth and whatever eternity or eternal place they seek to go to. Are you more likely to get distinctive messages from the ghosts that are hanging around, whereas um, as opposed to other people who have um, gone to other places? It does seem that way. Okay. At least in my my behalf, I can seem to to be able to communicate or see ghosts much easier than than the spirit. But that's not always the case. There's no hard fast rules there. Okay. Now there are a lot of people out there that are very hungry. They want to believe. They want to believe there's something else out there. And I think that when uh, they see a person like Miss Caputo be questioned or be discredited. Is there anything that you can tell the listeners that are out there to say, look, it doesn't matter, regardless of who is credible and who is not credible, this realm exists. How can you, Is there any way of, of showing and, and presenting that this exists regardless of whether or not psychics ever existed on the earth? You know, I think that what it comes down to is okay. faith. You know, what do you want to believe? What does the individual want to believe? And I don't know that it's important for me to try to change a person's okay. mind. Um, but I do feel like it's important if if you are on that threshold and you want to believe, I feel like what it, to first believe in is yourself, okay. you know, believing in, in what's true for you, what feels right, and go into that gut instinct and go into that, that safe place inside and feel it. All right, Ms. Laura Lynn, incredible analysis. Thank you so, so much. Learn about more about – Miss Laura Lynn, please go to her website at angelreader.net. Laura, thank you again so much. Thank you, Ryan. Joining us now is globally respected psychic medium, Miss Lisa Kaza. You can learn more about Miss Lisa by going to her website at soul-psychics.com. Miss Kaza, what can you tell us about Miss Caputo? Well, the very first thing I'm going to say is I'm going to come extremely clean with everybody. And I will be the first one to admit when I'm wrong. Okay. Um, like all this time, like I, I watched with my husband. My husband just adores Teresa. And he would watch her. And I'd sit and, and watch with him. And just something about the entire thing rubbed, rubbed me the wrong way. I just, I, I just didn't like what I was seeing. And so, but the thing is, I have a completely different perspective at this point. Realize I don't read somebody until I'm told to or given permission to. So I've never had this perspective until last night. Now, the first message I'm going to say here, and and this is something that I want everybody, including Teresa, I, I hope she's listening at some point, this very important life lesson to always remember and realize, and it is that we are all human beings. 
even psychics are human beings. In human in being human, we're not perfect. We don't we don't know everything all of the time. And the, the, this is the first thing, the main thing that's coming through. This is the cause of it all. It's where, you know, psychics, like, we can't be 100% accurate 100% of the time, nor can we even be 80% accurate 80% of the time. We're not God. If we knew everything, we wouldn't be here. We'd be sitting on the right-hand side of God. We're human. So that's the first thing I want everybody listening tonight to remember. Now, the second thing that's going along with all of that is that Teresa, she does have an amazing gift. It is there. Um, But the way that just television in general works is that, of course, they're going to concentrate on all the quote-unquote the hits. They're never going to show the quote-unquote the misses. We're all going it. It doesn't matter what psychic you go to. I don't care. They're not going to be accurate all of the time. Why would they not be accurate? What would it? What would cause them to not um, basically miss a mark so greatly? So to say. Because, like I, because, like I just said, we're human beings. Okay. We can't know everything all of the time. Right, but you can't know anything all the and, time, and you're using it with a with a mind. So a mind, if you're dealing with mind and a fallible body, you have a mind that can or potentially be right or can be wrong. But if you're tapping into a spirit, you're tapping into an energy. Wouldn't you want to believe that the spirit or energy that you're tapping into, that is coming from a place of timeless um, dimensions, that that would have a let's say a greater accuracy rate than a human mind processing information? Oh, certainly. But the thing is, you got to understand too is then how we as psychics also interpret messages that are given. Everybody has bad days, off days. Mm -hmm. Um, Like take me, for example, before we went on the air, I just finished telling you I'm just a complete doughhead today. So it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, if I get into a reading later on tonight that if, if, you know, I'm too tired or burnt out, I may not be able to connect as well. Therefore, I wouldn't be able to interpret the messages given as accurately. Okay. Now, you were saying that you were watching the show. It kind of turned you off. What didn't you like about it? Why did you feel the need to apologize? I mean, if you were, if you were watching that and the, and the reaction that occurred in you was out of a, a negativity, why do you feel the need to apologize and why did it initially rub you the wrong way to begin with? Because, well, what I was picking up ego. Okay. Not ego. Ego. <laughs> and... It, it is still there, but but please bear with me because there's an explanation for all of it. Okay. Um, that's what I was picking up in the show, and that's all I felt. Me, in being human, that's all I was concentrating on. Mm-hmm. But going back to being human, realize the, tel- the, the show, any kind of TV show, they, they're going for the ratings. They're going for, for all the glitz and the glamour and the stardom and the fame and all that. They're not going to show the human side of a psychic. They're just not. They want the hits. They want the ratings. And that's what they show all the time. Now, that's what we see. We always see on the show all, all the hits and all the, the on-the-mark you know, uh, messages and readings and the crying. And, and that is, by the way, that is genuine. That is genuine. 
But at the same time, like I said, there's, there's also those misses that we don't see. Now, in doing so, they've created an image. The show has created this image that Teresa, and for that matter, any psychic, all psychics, are, are perfect, and we're not. I will be the first to say it, and I will be the first to say it to one of my clients, we're not perfect. Now, what's gone on here is that unfortunately, Teresa herself, God love her, she's got caught up in, in, into this as well, where she's forgotten ultimately where she's come from. She's forgotten her, and, and she's also forgotten her human side. So that's the ego that, that she's got caught up into. And as a result of the, of the ego, it does, I'll say, like dampen down a person's ability. Okay. Case, case in point. So at, this, yeah. so at this point, do you think that she's, as she's getting progressively more famous, uh, more busier, that she is moving towards more of an ego-centric-based uh, yeah. existence, less of a spiritual-based um, drive? Yes. Okay. Yes, unfortunately. And the thing is, if she could just, and this is a plea out to her, because she does have an amazing gift, I will tell you that right now. If she could just remember where she's come from, set aside that ego, and like, and I don't mean that in a mean way, and, and remember the humbleness that she had come from. She she was extremely extremely accurate at one point before the television show. My guides told me that she was really on the ball with her clients before she was quote unquote discovered. But now she's been conditioned. The show has conditioned her to expect nothing less than perfect. Okay. So she's forgotten her humanness, and also as a result of that, I do need to point out. Because one of the questions is, you know, does she really communicate with the dead? Technically speaking, yes. Okay? So what I'm meaning by that is that I want um, our listeners to go and watch any of her shows. And she will always say, well, Spirit is showing me a certain symbol, which to me represents, quote-unquote, blah, 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 blah. Right? When... That happens when she is being shown symbols that is you know that re represents whatever to her. She's actually working through her own spirit guides because spirit guides they communicate with us in ways in which that we personally understand and resonate with. Okay, so it's it's almost like she does. I'm being told that she does see the 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 passed over loved one. But she can't quite hear. So she goes through, I guess the best way to describe it is something like that of an interpreter. Okay. Which would be, which would be her guides. And they relay on messages to her via those symbols that she, can, that she can understand. If she were to set aside the ego, remember where she's come from, and remember that she is only human and she's not perfect, admit that she's not perfect, her abilities will actually strengthen a hundredfold. Okay. 
to the point where she would she wouldn't need to go through this interpreter of being shown symbols that mean something to her. Instead, um, like a, a true um, connection to the actual spirit is when, let's say, for example, the spirit shows you something that you have absolutely no clue what it means. Blurted out anyways, because that's what actually means something. It doesn't mean anything to you at all, but it will mean something to that spirit and to that person that they're trying to communicate with. But um, let me ask you this, Lisa. Don't you think there's a fear that she may have or a fear that even some of the people that are around her may have that if she were to come out and say, listen, I am not 100% accurate 100% of the time, or I have some shortcomings, or I have some things that would deem me less than the image for which I am being portrayed as, that that could potentially not only damage her reputation, but damage the show's reputation and damage her ability to generate as much revenue as she has been doing. Do you think there's that fear to keep it going as long as it can at the way it's going for as long as it can? Unfortunately, yes. Okay. And that's what's feeding into that is once again, unfortunately, the human ego. So what is the trajectory of this? What is the trajectory? How long can this go? What is the end game for it at the path that it, it is going at this rate? Well, unfortunately, like it, it, if Teresa doesn't wake up, so to speak, and remember herself, then like I'm just like I even this is something that I said that even to my husband even when the show first began, and this part I will stick with is that I'm just not seeing it as as ultimately lasting. It is going it, it's going to come to an end. Okay. Regardless. Regardless of whether you know, uh she <laughs> I would say come out of the closet or or not, it it won't really matter. It does have a very specific uh uh lifetime or life frame. Um but what what we need to remember is karmically speaking and spiritually speaking for the individual so in this case Teresa it is always best for her to do what it is that's right that she feels is right in her heart and that's what she needs to always remember okay it doesn't you know like the material means nothing if you forget yourself Another thing I'd like to add with all of this, like with the, the, the image that the show has created, um, just this afternoon, actually, I saw um, it was a, um, a fan of Teresa's had written to her on her Facebook profile um, a concern stating that apparently this is a rumor going around that, you know, crew gathers information for readings on particular people. Um, so that she can be um, 100% accurate. Now, this here, too, I do feel some validity to. Okay. However, however, I'm being told by spirit, this isn't my ego, this is spirit talking, that that's happening because of the image that they've created. They're scrambling, trying to keep up that... Oh, please, God, forgive me for saying this, but godlike image of being perfect. No, and what about the? Um, what are your thoughts or what are your feeling about the people? Why is she being attacked so much recently? Why are there so many people coming out of the woodworks to attack her? Uh, because again, th well, firstly, because she's a big name. I mean, she's at the forefront of of uh, you know psychic medium, so she's number one in 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 the spotlight. That's the one reason. 
second reason is going to, again, back to the image that the show itself has created. And because they never will show the misses, then see what's happened is that people that have gone to her shows like live or got live readings and come away with, you know, the misses where they've recorded it. I've seen the, I've seen clips on YouTube of her missing things and, and, and things like that, which once again, Teresa, if you're listening is human. Then, so when people see that, then automatically the human mind again, I'm the first to admit it because I did it. It's like, well, then she 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 can't be real. Then then this is all made up. And oh my gosh, so that and that's how all the rumors started. It's all going right back to how the show has portrayed everything. Miss Lisa Kaza, that was a phenomenal analysis. Thank you, thank you so much. And to learn more about Miss Kaza, please go to her website at soul-psychic.com. Thank you, Miss Lisa. Oh, thanks for having me, Ryan. Joining us now is globally respected astrologer, Miss Constance Stellis. To learn more about Constance Stellis, please go to her website at ConstanceStellis.com. Miss Stellis, what did the stars say about Miss Caputo? Well, um, first of all, there was some discrepancy about birth uh, dates uh, on two different sources. But uh, what I hear is that she is a Gemini. She had her birthday recently. And she has the moon in Pisces. And we don't know her rising sign because we don't know her birth time. But no matter, we can still deduce some astrological uh, truths from that. Now, Pisces and Gemini are what are called mutable signs. They're the changeable signs because they move us from one season to the other. Gemini moves us from spring to summer. Pisces moves us from winter to uh, spring. And in her chart, they are not in an easy relationship. By that I mean the personality, which is the sun, Gemini, and the emotions, which is the moon, Pisces, uh, are in conflict. This uh, creates a, a dynamic which personally is, um, well, challenging for the person, but it does lend her a great deal of ability in her work and sensitivity. Now, Gemini, we all know, right, the two twins uh, going in opposite directions, catches their inspiration from the air. So as a medium, as a, as a channeler, she is very open to whatever um, traffic, we'll say, there is. I don't mean literal traffic, but traffic in the, uh, in the, um, in the psychic realms. And she catches ideas. Uh, not a very concentrated position because if there's nothing going on, the person can't catch anything. So that's a sensitivity. Um, the Pisces moon has the same sensitivity but in the element of water, and that is absorptive. So the question of whether she has gifts or doesn't have gifts in a way is immaterial. She does I believe, have a connection to uh, other realms, and she can communicate that, 
but sometimes the openness required for this kind of um, uh, talent and gift is very hard to discriminate what someone is picking up, what someone is making up, what someone is, is catching, because uh, you're not altogether in control, or she is not altogether in control of the information that she receives. Um, is she duplicitous? Is she pulling one over on people? I don't think so. Um, the result sometimes may be for people to say, oh, that was baloney, you know, it's just a parlor trick. I don't believe that is her intention. And one thing that I, um, I did read quickly is that her fee has not changed. She has a lot of clients, but she has not changed. And to me, working in astrology, that's a little bit significant because people who are charging outrageous amounts of money for a gift that they have, uh, what can I say? Everybody has to make a living, but I, I don't think that's the right way to use your gifts. So that, in my in my opinion, is is a positive. Um, I think that uh, she can make mistakes, and I also think that her own um, nervous system needs a lot of replenishing. So if I were her, if she were coming to me, I would say, cool your jets for a while here. You know, go and recuperate a bit. Uh, your energy because it's not infinite um, and uh, she gets uh, nervous exhaustion and absorbs so many feelings that she has to be very, very, um, I was going to say clever, very, very um, um, powerful about discharging them because they will tend to stay in her aura in her body and uh, that's um, not an easy thing to um, to manage she has power and she needs to protect herself she needs to rest I, you know I, I couldn't agree with you more Constance because when I was contacting her I actually contacted her manager um, and she said yeah. that she's got this tour she's, she's so busy and you have to wonder like how can you keep on going at that pace and why would you want to push yourself at that pace you know, it's just, but I guess, you know. It's, it's when you have a, a compassionate um, streak, and she does, um, there, there is a, a joy and satisfaction and, and um, whether it's ego or spirit, doesn't matter. Uh, so you feel good helping others. And I, I learned a wonderful phrase recently, compassion fatigue. In other words, when you're always kind of on the on the um, in the position of soothing, comforting, um, or doing whatever you're doing, that energy is not infinite. And um, the first rule of any kind of work, any kind of work, is to um, take care of yourself. And that's a little bit what she needs to do. I she's think. A little R and R here for the Long Island. Uh, all right, now let's. Um... Real quick, do you where do you have any inclination about where her next life might be? Um, I think she's going to take it easy and recuperate from this okay. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, she she um, uh, to say that definitely. I, I think it's going to be more low key that she she. Uh, do you remember a movie long time ago called um, Was It Resurrection with Ellen Burstyn? Yes. 
anyway, she became a healer in this movie. And then there was also, and because she was in a fundamental religious um, family, she, there was also all sorts of repercussions that um, uh, people started wanting things from her and her gifts. And so she did what she could, could for a while, and there were other, you know, um, subplots. But she ended up kind of working in a gas station in the middle of the desert, and only people that kind of came by chance into the gas station, if she could help, she would. If not, she pumped gas. So I don't think that Miss <laughs> Caputo is going to be pumping gas. But I think she's going to, um, you know, take the tropical island retreat here for a while and incorporate all of her gifts because her chart is uh, she's got some earth which is good that keeps her here on this planet but she's lots of air and lots of water and that is uh th- those are less stable elements okay miss constantella has a phenomenal analysis and to learn more about miss stellas and to find out where you are in the stars please check out her website at constantstellas.com thank you again so much constance my pleasure Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our incredible guest. And if Ms. Caputo is listening to the show right now, I hope she'll agree to come on our program because she's got a new book coming out March 14th. You know, if you listen to the show, you know that we're going to give her a fair shot. We're not going to ask gotcha questions, but we are going to ask deep, introspective questions. And I hope she agrees to come on our program. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show, please go to our website at OuterLimitsRadio.com. So the next time we meet, my friends, wishing upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beard. Take good care. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>